Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Forever Game Podcast. And on this episode, we have Cami Inez, mother, business owner, wife, and it really is a story of strength, perseverance, and really a story of transition. Uh, she had a terrible life event when she lost her husband a few years ago, and he was the heart and soul leader of Inez Consulting. And after a few months of um, grieving, she decided to step into that role in Inez Consulting. And we got to hear a little bit of that story. She's our neighbor just downstairs. And uh, it really is, uh, it's, it's a good listen, a good story. And I think it gives perspective, which is very valuable. Hope you enjoy it. Welcome Don't everyone back, back yeah, to another episode of the Forever Game Podcast. And we interview local business people and we talk about our business here. Very transparent about everything that we are good at, we struggle with. And um, today we have Cami Inez on. And you've been a downstairs neighbor of ours for a year. And we finally got you <laughs> wrangled to do this. Right. Once I appreciate it. She made the trek up the flight of stairs. Yes, I did. Us. It was, yeah, it's a cute little place. I enjoy, I yeah. yeah. I enjoy Midwest and it's good having you guys as neighbors and like sure. seeing your place here. Yeah, I mostly just see you guys like cruising in on out on trucks, like full speed. Yeah. Right. Out, in, out. <laughs> And then I've seen like your, I'm assuming they're your kids that are like getting in and the out ones with that you. that are stealing them? No, yeah. I'm <laughs> right. I hope they're my children too. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, yes. Um, so how long have you guys been out here? We have been out here since 2007, if I recall. So we... we, we One oh, of the early ones. Yeah. Yep. We were down on the first floor and we actually shared office space with Brian, with Bollings at first. Got it. And then as they grew, and then as we grew, um, we needed our separate office space. So we were we started Anes Consulting in 1999, just out of a home. It was out at out of our place, out at home, little office in the house. And uh, as the family grew, it became apparent when you know clients would have to walk through just mounds of laundry and toys. <laughs> well, and you say as the family grew, you have a rather large family too. <laughs> I know. I was blessed with six kids. <laughs> so yeah, they keep me hopping and they're getting big now and you know, half of them are grown up or, you know, quotes. Air quotes. Sure. Yeah. Adulting. Yes. But mm-hmm. uh, Do your kids have kids yet? No. Oh. Nope. I do not. They are all um yeah, no one's married. Okay. My, my number two Savannah, she has a you know, a boyfriend now. So Okay. But no. Got it. And that's okay. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> you would be an awful young grandma. Yeah. And yeah. I, you know, when I have, I love babies. When I have grandkids, I want to just be there and spoil Full them. Full on and, grandma. And I'm still raising kids. So sure. it's, uh, you know, yeah. a few years before I have a little bit more. Right. A little bit more spare time, maybe. <laughs> well, I sure hope your kids take your life into account before they decide to have kids. Well, they That's, really should. They should. Yes. Yes. They should ask me, am I, you know, does it work for me? <laughs> exactly. Mom, exactly. we were That's, thinking. I'm sure that's what I did. <laughs> right. <laughs> Was six the plan? Um, I actually wanted eight. Oh, really? Man. Yeah. And and Jared was, he, he would have been fine with five. Okay. It wasn't Compromise hard to talk them into six. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Usually the wife wins in that discussion. <laughs> um, but then, you know, he, that we discussed and that was a good, I mean, at the time we were like, our van is full, our bank account is empty. <laughs> oh, I've been there. Let's call it quits. Yeah. Right. So I'm curious, can you just share a little bit about like those, the humble beginnings of Inez Consulting? What did it start as? Like, what was the original vision? The um, original was uh, was strictly crop consulting. So uh, I, at the time, I still do have my pharmacy license, but I was doing nursing home consulting for with for pharmacy, and um, and so I he, he started you know with zero clients. We were in Marshall at the time. We moved up here. Just I mean, just we literally looked at a map, and his brothers were in Little Falls, and they were consulting, and he couldn't be in Land Lakes area for hmm. um compete non-compete, yep, non-compete. Basically. yes yeah. and yeah. so we looked at what was in between and just like bleep, and never looked <laughs> never been to wilbur never looked at wilbur um so then we started looking and uh rented 
uh, home from Phil Dama for, for oh, yeah, three yeah. years. Um, so south of town. Yep, yep. Yeah. Just not far from where we live now. Okay. But, and he, yeah, just started with zero clients. We had lost, oh, no, not lost since my youngest. Sam was not quite a year old when we started. And we're just like, you know, who has, you know, who just takes a leap of faith that, you know, with a baby, no, you know, he has no income. And um, so he were, he actually milked neighbor cows for a while to try to, and would just start cold calling and he his brothers kind of mentored him and there was a consultant out of alexandria that kind of mentored him and gave him a few clients to start with um so yeah it was agronomic consulting soil sampling you know mm. looking at crops as they grow um, chemicals those types um advice to the farmers and then um and then it was about maybe i'm trying to think of when he brought on our first employee was Scott Thaden, who mm. was a teacher out yeah. at high yeah. school. Um, and we're still close to Scott. He's a great guy. Um, I'm trying, I can't think of what year that was. I know Julie, I think his, I think Julia was two. So maybe, I don't know, like 20 years ago. <laughs> Seems sure. like It doesn't seem like long ago. Sure. Um, and at that time we moved into um, offices by Casey's on 19th. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. We were there for a number of years and then, and then here. Um, and then slowly it grew and Jared had a, grew up on a, a hog farm in Little Falls and mm-hmm. loved livestock. He loved livestock. So it was natural to flow from the crops also into nutrient management for livestock. So sure. helping them with rates of manure spreading. And um, so it flowed into that and then the permitting side of it and then got involved with like the NRCS programs uh, through the USDA, the crop sharing programs that um, and then in 2012, we added the engineering side. So we hired our first engineer in, in 2012. When you say engineer, what kind of engineer? Um, it, it's a civil engineer. Okay. But they do mainly agriculture, ma- mainly um, livestock facility engineering. I see. Okay. So we do some stuff on the commercial side, but it's mainly um, lagoons, pits, yep. barns, those types of things. that Directly related to livestock. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that's, um, and how involved were you in all of this at the, like, was, would you come home and be like, like, honey, did you make any money today? Or like, (laughs) how did that, how was that? How was the relationship? The first few years. So we were, we were incorporated together. So we, we, know, we always joked around that we had, we had the agricultural division and we had the pharmaceutical division. Sure. (laughs) So, and both of them were very tidy, but, um, I was very involved probably the first 10 years uh, because he didn't have, you know, we had had no employees and then we had Scott, but we still needed to get soil sampling done. And um, so, yeah, I, it would be, I, when I say nursing home, I didn't work every day when I, I would go out, um, sometimes do overnights, but um, in the beginning I was like three to four days a week I was working. So then I would help him. Um, and then we usually tried to have a date night where we'd go over finances I know. Well, that uh, sounds like a lovely uh, date night. I know. I never. So you had some good date nights and some bad date yeah, nights. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Depending on the depending on the month, and um, it's ironic now that I do all the admin stuff. Um, but in the the early days, oh my gosh, I hated the finance side. Yes. Hated it. I mean, I dropped I dropped accounting in college. I'm like, this is. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do this. I wanted to drop it, <laughs> but so you know, irony has a way of kind of bringing you back around. But um, so, and then once we had, I mean, as the family grew, um, it was apparent that we couldn't all go on the four wheelers. Sure. Um, and and then you know, then as, once the company got moving and we had employee, he had you know employees. Um, I I did not take part in the day to day stuff. I was more, very much more in background support. Um, but Jared always he said I always he had me come in. Some sometimes when he was interviewing people, or sometimes when he wasn't sure about a person, a client or someone, and he wanted. Um, he always he always got a kick out of my fifteen second. Um, what do you call it? Perception of a person. Yeah, sure. Like ass- assessment. Yes. Yes. Um, because he, he, <laughs> he would ask and he would probably, he would have sometimes have, he'd know if this person was, you know, kind of shady or, and I would 
just he you know he's like what do you think of him and i'd be just like he was up but yep <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and he's like most of the time he'd be like yeah you're right <laughs> so he he uh he, he brought me in on some of that kind of stuff but um so from when yeah and so when jared passed away in 2017 the only employee really that had been there none of those employees had been there at the beginning. I see. And so, and that was. So you were relatively disconnected. When Jared died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I was doing, I mean, I was taking care of home kids. Yep. All of that, which I totally enjoy. I love cooking and stuff, but I was also still doing pharmacy stuff two days a week. Got it. So. So you had, you know, I mean, a before after life event. Mm-hmm. There's one of those events that you define your life before or after. Oh, yeah. And um, then you have the practical sense of, well, what do you do with the business? Mm-hmm. So what did, when did you like get to a point where you could ask yourself that question? It was never, an, it was never a question in my mind. Okay. It was. That you wanted the business to yeah. continue, right? Yeah. Okay. It, was, it, was, it was something we started together, but it was really, it's, it's a legacy to Jared. Mm. You know, and um, yeah, it, I never questioned it. It's a, it's a part of him. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, and he put a lot of time into it. Um, but it's it's <laughs> it's been a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. So, let's talk about that. When you, you know, you go in, you, is it your first day or is it? I mean, the entire, you know, his passing had to reverberate through the whole company. Obviously, your family. It did the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unexpected. Um, you know, and what was the company? Were people nervous when you when you came in to yes. talk? What was the feel like there? Um, so, I know Jared passed away on a Tuesday, and the funeral was that Saturday, and then it was like a week to get everything kind of settled at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so when when I came in, Jared's brother Tom was at the company, um, and then our office manager, and they really did at, at the big, they really did give me a lot of support at the beginning. Um, and I, so I put a lot of trust and faith and, and they helped back up, back me up. And everyone at the company knew me. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course. But it was, it was awkward. It, it was very uncomfortable at mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. Um, they viewed me as Jared's wife not as an equal partner in the business. Yep. Um, you know, in hindsight, I probably should have had my office. My, I just work from home. Sure. You know, you, there's all, all these things that you, you look back at your life and okay, well, that would have made things a little more, you know, had they seen me on a daily basis or sure. been more comfortable with me. So, um, but it seemed at the time that I had everyone's support mm. and they wanted the company to, to be successful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, with anything, yes, you, there were nerves. And and from the clients, too, from the farmers. Sure. You know, there was, you know, you had about a week's grace. and then Which is not a lot of time. <laughs> and then everybody wanted to know what, was, what yeah. they were going to do. Yeah. How it was going to affect them. Because ultimately, as humans, we want to know, you know, What's what? What yeah. you know? How's it going to affect me? Well, we're very yeah. yeah it was other, other people's livelihood were in, were involved. Yep. Yep. Um. And so, how how many employees and how big was the company at the t- at that time? Twelve total. Okay. Yep. With because he had usually had interns coming in and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. And was the structure? Um, Jared makes a lot of the decisions, or was it pretty dispersed among twelve people? No, I would say he he did not micromanage. Everyone could do their own thing. But, yeah, Jared made the decisions. And a lot of big clients probably talked to him. Mm -hmm. And Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, you have a large family that most of your heart is there Mm -hmm. in that tough time. A lot of people needed a lot of things from you. Right. Right. How did you make it? Um. I have the strongest community support system in Wilmer. 
I have some of the best friends. Yeah. I really, I really feel like, I mean, I can't, I, the first, literally the first 18 months is pretty fuzzy. Sure. Thinking back. Um, but I had, I mean, they, I had friends taking care of meals, you know, that, I mean, I know everyone does that when someone passes away, but this, I mean, they had, they did it for a phenomenally long time. They had, they set up a cleaning service for me. They were there to help run kids when we needed. Yep. Um, they were there to help me catch horses when they got out, <laughs> you know, just the thing. I mean, I, I, I couldn't ask for a better community support from Wilmer. It was phenomenal. And um, so I just, I don't, you, you look back and you don't really know how you got through things. I have to sure. say faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's true on, you know, that the footprints prayer, when you look back and you only see one, one set of footprints, yeah. because there's no way I, 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 I just look back and I'm like, I mean, and, you know, rewinding to be, before Jared died, he and I, I mean, we used to, I, I would say it, it sounds crass because he did pass away, but I used to joke around that he better never leave me because who the <laughs> heck's going to want someone with six kids? <laughs> it's not really a great dating, you know, a starter point. <laughs> so we used to joke around about that. Um, but that, you know, but having it actually happen, it's, it, you just, you have a choice every day. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, I mean, I've had, you know, I, Jared passed away young, and that was devastating. I lost my dad. He was killed in a tractor rollover when I was in my 20s, and that was devastating. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you have, these, you have these tragic moments, and everybody has a tragedy. You don't have to look very far to see someone whose life really, you know, has been more tragic than yours. So you can, you can live life in a vacuum, feeling sorry for yourself, having a pity party, being bitter, or you can still look at the sun rising and say, this world is beautiful. Yeah. And that's, that's the choice I made is I think you can choose happiness. It hasn't been easy, and I, I mean, sure. I'm not always happy, and I have my moments. Right. <laughs> uh, but. Six kids in a business, I, can, I bet you have your moments for sure. <laughs> yeah. And I have been always doing. I'm still not a pa- very patient person. So that <laughs> <laughs> one of the things um, that I know about you, Cami, is you are enjoy writing. Yes. And was that one of the ways that you kind of processed this whole the whole I tragedy think. in a sense and helped yourself kind of? Yeah, you're right. I I, I did. I mean, because I also I I. I write little children's stories, and I wrote a lot when the kids were little. And, mm-hmm. um, and But my whole life, even like, I mean, with dating Jared and stuff, I, wrote, I, I wrote, would write poetry. So, um, so, yes, focusing in on what I can control, and mm-hmm. that was something that helped me. You know, at this moment, I can do this mm-hmm. and get my emotions out and... Um, and just, yeah, do something that it, it um, I don't know if it, it, it sets off endorphins in my brains or something, you know. Um, but, yeah, writing does, is, is a, a way kind of to soothe my soul. Yeah. It's therapeutic for you in yeah. a way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, That's cool. You actually published a children's book, right? A yeah. Few yeah, of them? it's called Tommy's Parade. And in <laughs> November of 2018, um, with the help of... Uh, the the area little publishing company they're not out in, in Blomkest but um, so yeah I I remember shifted. that uh, I still have people that will be you know that bring it up and it's very sweet and um, it was a fun time and very much helped um, yeah helped it was therapeutic and it was something that Jared always encouraged me to do he was always like you should try to publish something and and it didn't you know not like it's national or anything but it was just Something in, and it was something the whole family could kind of focus on, and the kids could be proud of, you know. Yeah. That. And, um, so that was a, yeah, that was a good thing that came out of it. To see a project through to the end. Yeah. And, and yeah. get it out there. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't know if I, the kids want me to do, you know, they're like, you should publish another one. And that, I, at this <laughs> point, I, I, I like my free time is a little limited, but sure. maybe someday. 
Well, I'm always amazed because um, I've I've known about you and seen you like kind of we have kind of circles that are kind of <laughs> not quite yeah. the same, but yeah. um, but people that I know that know you and um, just the your ability to be strong for so many people that needed you, and uh, that's a good for you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I. It's a weird, I don't think I'm, I'm definitely not strong all the time. My kids have seen me yeah. fall apart, but it's also okay for them Just to see me fall apart. Absolutely. Yeah. Because it gave them 100%. the okay to, to mourn and yeah. to grieve and to know that I'm, uh, and know that I, I'm not going to hold it together all the time. Yeah. <laughs> no one we're does. All, we're all no, humans. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, but it, uh, yeah, it, it there's, there's certain things in life that, and I'm, I've always found this, there's the little things in life that you, you that kind of irritate you, and sometimes they get to you more. And sure. then when something devastating or traumatic or big happens, there's something in my brain that, that can kind of just, okay, you, you just kind of right, go right into business mode. Okay, what do I, do I need to do first? What do I need to do first? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, One step at a time. Yeah, and I'm not saying I did that perfectly throughout the you know, morning and passing of Jared because it was it was it was just devastating that yeah. that morning um, and for a long time after that. But you know, you get to the point where you know you still have to wake up in the morning. Yeah, your kids still you, have to. You know, you still have to be mom. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Yeah. So yeah. I think about how how. What I know about you and the reason why I wanted you to be a part of this podcast is is because of your spirit and your like positive sense of being that you bring to the world. And every encounter I've had with you has been so good. And oh, I feel you. like you're such a great example for you're not only your kids, but other, you know, young, young people and professionals. And so thank I think you. it's fun to hear some of that story and the example that you're setting and the strength that you showed your your children you. in such a hard time is pretty special. There is, when I, when, when we had our first kid and I was on that bedside, I real, realized instantly that women are a stronger and superior species than we are. <laughs> and I mean that not in jest. I was just in awe. And um, the strength of, of women and what they do is, it is, it, I really, it is an awesome thing to see. Yeah, there's um, a lot of strong women that I know too. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and strong enough to be not loud about it. And that's the real strength I, it, that is not mentioned. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there was this transition time. Mm-hmm. When did you find the edges of, like, you came in and you had to find the edges of this business Put and what is my role? Together and, again, yeah. almost. Yep. How long did that take? I would say it, that when I said that first year and a half was a fog. Yeah. Um, it was, and I did have people in the office really helping me out. Um, but I would say about a year and a half, it okay. became apparent that there was, there had to be a divergent there, sure. there, because it came a time where I needed to take the reins. I wanted, I was, but then you have the people that aren't. That's where the company kind of sure. We it had to be a split. There were people that just, and they were they. They were vocal about it, and I at this at hearing it from them at that time was really hard. But looking back, it was probably what propelled me the most was sure. hearing my employ- hearing certain employees say that they could not respect me as a leader. Mm-hmm. They 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 could not work for me. Was that motivating for you? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> I'll show you, you son of a. It's <laughs> kind of the way, yeah. you know, it's just like, so there was, there were, uh, you know. Yeah, and there's so many dynamics that play there. The oh, sensitive yeah. Sensitive subject, yep. you know. But, and, you know, they came in under Jared. Yeah. And yeah. they were loyal to Jared. Um, and I had not, in all reality, I had not proven myself because I had relied on other people that I trusted. Right. Um, you didn't necessarily need to. No, but it, it um, yeah, and so... Um, there was just, there, there was turnover. Yeah. And with that turnover comes, you know, the rocky road. Um, and so, and every, 
at every turn, I kept telling, you know, I, I would be, as I learned more, I'm like, well, I can do that. I mean, you know, and so I got, I went through Purdue online and got um, kind of an agricultural background through, a, through an online program. Um, and so I became, through the USDA NRCS, TSP certified to help with some of these cost share programs. Um, and then I, you know, there are, we do construction site inspections, and I'm like, well, I can do that. So I went to, through a program through the uh, <laughs> Minnesota Department of Transportation to become, um, it's called SWIP certified. It's stormwater pollution prevention sure. plan, okay. a SWIP. And so, um, so I, I did that. Um, and then, you know, they say play to your strengths, and I love writing. Mm-hmm. So then I took some online stuff on grant writing. So now for the past uh, year or so, I've been helping clients with write grants for, like, agricultural grants. And, yeah. Wow. Um, so, you know, it's just, <laughs> I, I, and then, you know, and then I soil sample and um, that kind of stuff, which I always did, but that's the fun part, getting out on a four-wheeler and going fast. Sure. <laughs> So it's just, it, it a was a girl of many strengths. Yeah. So I was just like, you know, like nothing in life, I mean, other than real rocket science is rocket science. Sure. I mean, if you and that, and so in the last, you know, five and a half years, the, my biggest thing I've learned is if you're motivated, you can learn anything, totally. you know, because, because I, you know, my office manager took a different job, which, you know, every, you know, it was good, a good turning point for her. Um, but that left me in uh, the position of, well, do I hire someone else or do I? So I, yeah. I just started doing that too. And, but I, I did, um, I contracted out the payroll and stuff because I really didn't want to be responsible for that. But the invoicing and receivables and payables and, um, and what that did, it, it's, it, was much, it was more on my plate, but it, it, Help me to put have a finger on every project. Yeah, because we have you know we have our agronomy stuff. We have I have my engineer. We have oh I got certified to do wetland delineations too. So <laughs> I got so we have our environmental. We do uh, wetland services. Um, I have Christy helps with the NRCS and she's a licensed drone pilot. And then Jeff is my nutrient management permitting. So we have very different diverse sectors. Yeah. Your- so we're kind of. Like, one of my clients has labeled it very well. It's like a boutique consulting firm. Yeah. Because we're kind of eclectic. We just do a certain, I mean, a, we try to do a, a round, a well-round thing that could help a farmer in any aspect. You know, sure. Do they need agronomy services? Do they need nutrient management? Are they looking at expanding? Are they looking at a grant? You know, right. so try to, if it fits in our wheelhouse of helping to benefit the end producer, you know, I'll always take a look at it. So, um, but but doing the that, doing the invoicing and questioning stuff, and then having the clients know that I can be a point person to call, has really helped uh, me become more intricate into the business. And sure. So, how many employees do you have now? There are five, so six of us total. And, you know, a lot of times, especially in like a, a consultant business, is the flavor and personality of the leader becomes the flavor and personality of the business. Right. And so how, how is the flavor and personality? Is it, is it you? What, yeah, how would you describe that's an it? Interesting question. It's more me. Yeah. I'm yeah. a very, I'm, I'm on certain aspects really laid back. I like Jared. I don't micromanage. People can do their own time. Um, you know, as long as work is being done, yep. progress is being made. Clients are not unhappy. Sure. Um, then, you know, I let them, you know, manage their own schedules. Yeah. Um, we take a personality test. I'm in a peer group of other consultants across the United States. And there's a peer, uh, there's a personality test that either you're a lion, a camel, a turtle, or a monkey. Okay. And then depending on, so it's 20 points. And if you happen to be a double digit, then you're, that is your. Perfect, very dominant. Very dominant. Yeah. Um, and for well, forever, I've been the only double-digit monkey <laughs> so what does what a monkey mean? mean a monkey is like uh, life of the party <laughs> oh, i knew we should have got the very, moves out already <laughs> i'm very, uh, very you know very the social person the um but more but also very emotional so okay. 
that Ed, you're like a, a lion is like a born leader. Um, and I have a couple of lions, and then a camel is someone who's like detailed to the T, like super A type A personality. Yeah, sure. Um, and I have zero camel. <laughs> You have zero camel within you, right? You're saying? Yeah, right. And and it's true. I'm not. I mean, I knew that. I'm. I'm I know my organizational skills can definitely need some honing. And I've learned. I but but you know. So I've had people who tease me. They're they're like, oh, that's great that my consultant has absolutely no. What I joke around with those that I know better, but you can learn those skills. But it's so much like for invoicing. You know, when you have to be detailed. Yes. It's just. Brain draining. I get done at the end <laughs> of the Listen, I, We're very similar. And it's just like my soul is just sucked out of me <laughs> no. when I have to spend so much time doing that. Yeah, yes. Oh, and some people are just so good at it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh. They actually get recharged from like yeah. dotting every I and yes. crossing every T and everything's balanced to zero. And no. I'm like, oh. So you said, are you talking about when you hire, you, you have all of your employees or potential employees do this kind of analysis and you're like, oh, I'm looking to fill these gaps. Well, somewhat. I'm, I'm looking for the right person, but it's also, um, it's just, it, it's also fun to do, you know, people kind of like, yes, I like personality fun. tests yeah. and then it's also good for me to know what their personality type is. So I don't do it all the time because, but I, I, at least in the back of my mind, I know like I have a couple of turtles and and they're very thoughtful they take they need to take their time to think something through mm-hmm. um, see all the options they don't yes they don't like things kind of thrown on it or spontaneous so you know advice is you know if you if you need to talk with them you know send them an email or text saying hey can i talk to you in the next 10 minutes well i don't do that at all i'm like going down the hallway like hop, yeah hop i feel it. like talking to you right now well, just yeah. like pop I, in well it just to me i'm like from here to there down the hallway like instead of sending an email about a question I'm you like, are just thinking about me doing this exact same you thing very similar in that way for i'll sure. just turn around and go you know i was thinking it just does. some random yeah right right but so, but it helps you filter your language to yeah. them mm-hmm. yeah yeah so and then give them time to you know like instead of say hey what do you think or you know i'll be like when you eat a chance why don't you give me your thoughts on so I sure how to tailor it so, so they can be prepared mm-hmm. and they can feel comfortable talking with you yep yep so yeah it's 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 kind of humorous so what what's next what do you are you guys what are the goals well, the goals are to keep expanding. I don't, my, and my peer group kind of agrees. If you, once you get over eight people, it's really hard for one person to manage. Sure. So, I'm, you know, we can grow. We do have room within, I, I did hire just a, an agronomist this in June. Um, so he has room now to grow that side. Got it. Uh, you know, become as billable as he wants. And, yep. um, you know, so we have that area we can grow. Um, I do not know if any of my, right now my kids are not interested in the business. And that might change, that might not. That's yeah. not the reason we we started the business. Sure. You know, we started with a family mission statement that kind of turned into our work mission statement on, you know, we the business was to create, help create a flexible lifestyle. Um Neither one of us liked the normal nine to five. You know, we liked that we were, you know, if our kids have cross country meet and Bemidji, we we could leave at one or you know, yep, yep. Not always having to take that, you know, take take that time off or yeah, right. Um, yeah, I never have. I never have other than in high school actually worked for somebody. <laughs> Good for you. I I uh, started with nursing home consult. I did you know my residency and then I. Just clicked with a pharmacist from New Ulm, and so we started nursing home consulting. And um, so for a long time, I joked around that I never, ever worked nights, weekends, or my birthday, or holidays. <laughs> so <laughs> that's great. Sound like a banker. I know. Yeah. And now I have to do some of that. Now I don't care if I work on my birthday, but <laughs> yeah. Once you get to a certain age, your birthday becomes something that you try to hide and right. work through. Hope no one notices. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um. So yeah, that's where I kind of see us go is is staying in the agricultural realm, um, but 
staying relevant within the agricultural realm and how fast agriculture is moving. You know, we are going to have to be nimble. Sure. To stay relevant. And, um, but it also creates opportunities for you. It does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what, I, you know, our, our objective is to meet the client's goals. But in that background, it's all, we also, I talk with my staff, knowing that we benefit from some of the regulations. You know, no one likes working through MPCA you know, NRCS, not to, to the extent of it's sometimes very much a lot of red tape. Got it. And they put a lot of, for for good some good reasons, they put up a lot of red flags when you're trying to get through, you know, the permitting process or to put up. Sure. Um, so we have to help the client be very conscientious that they may be very frustrated with MPCA, you know, and be on, have their back yet on the other, on the same side, realize that, if we did not have some of those regulations, there's a good chance we would not sure. be in, you know, we would not be the business we are. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like accountants. Yes. If it wasn't for, for the all the, the IRS and all of the, all of the stuff, they wouldn't have jobs, but yeah. they also can hate it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's a bal- you have to balance that out. So. Mm-hmm. Sure. So what things would you need? So as you continue to expand and grow, is it, what do you need? Do you need more people? Do you need more skill sets? What's the, what I think, the, um, it's the marketing side. Okay. Right now. Um, mm. elaborate. It's hard, it, it, you know, getting the word out. Um, and then the, the competition is, is it's somewhat in this area, um, for cer- certain s- skills. There's a lot of competition out there. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Um, there's other businesses that do similar things to us. Um, and so finding an, Reaching the people that need us at the right time mm-hmm. is is a struggle. And I think that's probably a struggle for every business. Yep. Right. Um, and then the newer, younger, I shouldn't say newer, but younger farmers are are on board with more of the technology. Metrics. Twitter. Yep. And yep. look at it. But older farmers, they don't. You know, they're not online. You can't do online right. marketing to them. They're not. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, they're still listening to the radio, probably. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, you know, and so we do some ads in in magazines and, sure. you know, journals, that kind of thing. But it, we've ha- not had good success like, you know, using some of the marketing tools that are toted out there as. Sure. Just because it doesn't reach the right audience. Yeah. yeah. Are you yeah, seeing a, a turnover in farms at a large scale? Yet, or there's still people, a lot of people in those 60s, 70s that are still yeah. doing that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I haven't, not in the five years, I haven't seen a lot of turnover. Got there's it. been some, but not sure. a lot. So. Yeah, we're seeing a lot of, um, at least within businesses, not necessarily ag, but a lot of business owners that have started and run their thing and they're looking for exit strategies. And that's kind of a big topic right now is exit mm-hmm. strategy. And we we um, that's what we talk about in our peer group. That's part you know. Sure. We meet quarterly. You know, one of the times we meet is a business plan. One's a life plan. One's a legacy plan. And mm. you need to build your business. You know, obviously ours was built already, but yep. You need to. You should always start with the end game in mind. Like, what is your exit strategy? And so that's we do focus on that. And. You know, some of some of my peers do have kids that are already getting involved. Sure. So they have the unknown exit exit strategy. Um, others know they're going to sell it. Sure. So they're trying to like hyper growth to have something marketable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And right now, I, I don't know if I'm I don't I don't think I'm either one of those. So I see it as perhaps I have the right employee that would want something like phantom stock or buying in over time sure yeah. you know so to gradually take right. over the reins yeah. almost mm-hmm. yeah um at the same time i don't you know everyone says they don't you know they don't live forever <laughs> right. but i don't see um i don't see myself 100 percent being away from it ever yep um i i enjoy it i mean it's you know in agriculture it's outside it's yeah you know, it's a good group of people it's you get that good mix of 
comfortable in your office working at a computer, nah, I'm going to go drive around a four-wheeler. And, yeah. Yeah. You get to do both. Yeah. 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 Get dirty, get wet. Get mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So I don't, yeah, I, I, I don't see, I could see someone, you know, I'd be more advisor or, you know, not there every day, but sure, not ever like truly letting go. But yeah, yeah. I think um, one of the things I'm picking up on here, like the life of a business owner can be when, when you're the person at the top, right? Like it can be isolating and kind of lonely and it's challenging as hell mm-hmm. like you mentioned this peer group a couple times yes. now and where did that come into play and how does it kind of impact decisions that you make for and as i that is a good point um the, my peer group so through the crop consulting side mm-hmm. we are part of this brookside lab so all of our soil samples go to brookside which is in ohio and it's it's also owned by the consultants or it's, you know, we have shares. Okay. And in 2016, they, this lab and they're over 200 consultants from all across the world. They knew peer groups were coming and they wanted to kind of be on the forerunner. So they, they developed these peer groups. And so Jared was actually in this peer group. Okay. So we went to Tampa in February and then he passed away in March. So the peer group reached out to me right away, which and the president of the the lab, and invite in, and invited me to be a part of it. Once they knew that, you know, I wanted to keep the company going. Sure. And you know, f- I should have said this in the beginning as well is they, I think, are the big what part of the big reason that I have the confidence to sit here. Sure. And they are. They what? There's about. 12 of us now, there's some that have dropped out there. I think we were 16. And I, I remember just being so nervous as crap going in July. You know, Jared had just passed away. I'm, I met some of these people at the funeral, but I didn't know any of them very well. And, well, I, I should say, I do. my brother-in-law was in the peer group at the time. And, um, but, you know, you have to be very open and vulnerable. Yeah. And you know, part of the peer group is, you know, you, you and to share you know, just kind of like how everything was going. And it, at the time, you know, it wasn't going very well. <laughs> yeah. sure. um, so I remember thinking that I went there, I walked into a room of 15 strangers and went home with 15 brothers. Mm. Um, all boy, all men. I was say, yeah, I'm the only girl. <laughs> yeah. One of the other peer groups now has a, um, a, a girl in it yeah, as well. You're but, in a male-dominated industry yeah. for yep, sure. yep. Um, but they are, they are incredible. They, we are, we have a WhatsApp going all the time. So it's, uh, you know, there's constant questions on, you know, what do you guys do for this? Yeah. How do you guys handle this? And I, and I've learned, I didn't know what metrics was before, but we have to, you know, part of the deal of the peer group is you do your metrics. So you have to have, you know, I didn't know what EBITDA was. Sure. I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> EBITDA? I she, yep. I think she just spoke a word I've I am <laughs> not a, familiar with. It's an acronym. Yeah. yeah. Earnings before inflate or interest and taxes or something like that. That sounds about right. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, it's like all these things that they like opened my eyes to and, and, and really just like mentored me through. Yeah. And um, yeah. So the, the peer group, I think it, if anyone who wants or in a business or even i mean you can be an employee but you have if you are feeling isolated or alone i think it's 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 a good tool for first it's not for everyone but it is a it's a good tool for um just the ideas the brainstorming that goes on the you know Mm -hmm. we we have to set goals we have to reach our goals yeah it's you come with the best idea for you know, just different things. Sure. Um, so yeah. That's why people work out in groups. They hold you accountable. And yeah. when you're down, they, or you don't feel inspired to go do something, they're, you know, they're there to help you. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's. I feel like it's a little secret to success in business is finding community in one yeah. way or mm-hmm. another of other people that can relate to what the heck you're going through. Yeah. and Right. Sometimes it's not a whole peer group. Sometimes people have, you know, like a coach or a mentor. Or, mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. It's having that one person that can kind of understand. And mm-hmm. 
give you but a like you support. said, it does require vulnerability. Like you have to share the all of the ugly parts, right? In yeah. order to get right, and yeah, I mean, they know. Yeah, if you're what, things are going good, they know where you're sitting financially. They, mm-hmm. you know, so there's a lot of there's a lot of trust that builds up. Yep. So yeah. you went to Florida, very nervous, and that seems like it was a turning point for you. Yeah. Coming back. Yep. Did you come back with confidence, or what? Did, what did you come? What was different on your way back? Yeah, I think I, I think the confidence that they just was spending three days ago, three days together. They believed in me, and it was apparent. And they, you know, and and they still believe in me. And they, and it's, it's really, a, it was just really a supportive feeling, because as I mean, I have great employees. But there was also, I didn't have a lot of support at times. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know if anyone ever, everyone, anyone truly believed in me. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so most of the, pl- I have one employee that was with me, were with us when Jared was alive. And that's it now. Everyone is, mm. is transitioned. And are, yeah. And I think that had to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was hard. But now they can believe in my vision. I'm not, you know, and I, it got to a point that one of the turning points was coming to a staff meeting and letting my employees know, and, and it was a lot of the older employees, that I will, I had reached the day I was stop, I was, I had stopped, I was going to stop apologizing for being, for not being Jared. Mm. Yeah. That this isn't as consulting, but I'm the, I'm the leader. I'm the president. It's my company. Mm-hmm. And if they did not like that, then they were welcome to leave. Yep. It just, it had, you know, I had, I had to yeah. get to that point where. Yeah. No hard feelings. No, but if they yeah. couldn't, you know, they couldn't respect me enough to, you know, be my employee, then I wished them the best. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, but then my peer group. And you said that, you said that, right. That yeah, I'm not. I'm no longer I'm, apologizing or acting. Yeah, as though I'm apologizing. Yeah, yeah. That had to, it had to be said, and my yeah. it, it was, and the peer group helped like build up that confidence because they to articulate right. It. And, and what happened was, you know, what a SWOT analysis is. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they came in and did one for me, and we're on the surface. You know, everybody's cheery happy oh yeah we love cammy but you know spending three days and really going through things and then and um asking questions in a more circular way trying to get to you know coming at a question and and they just did a phenomenal job and uh um, uncovered a lot of yeah a lot of things that needed to change or improve yeah things that were gonna just hold the business back yeah yep yep weakness or a threat it was one mm-hmm. of those that you found. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and that was eye opening, but it was, it was good ultimately. Sure. Well, thank you for spending this time sharing yeah. this with us. We really enjoy it. I know it's, um, you know, I know it can be tough, but we really appreciate your sharing and, and being can I authentic. Ask one more. Sure. Cammie, how in the world do you, juggle all of the things of raising six kids that are now like all over the place and some in other one in another state three in different states momming in other states and then doing a business running a successful business and then just being like a really positive community member (laughs) what do you how do you do it i don't get a chance to watch a lot of tv which is probably okay (laughs) (laughs) i don't sleep a lot which is probably not okay um, and I don't mind coming into the office on a, you know, I can make myself come into the office on the weekend. I can't make my employees. Yeah. I've seen you, I've come in here and I've seen you walking yeah. in or out on right. weekends. Just, yeah. Just get caught up on things. Cause you know, when the kids, when the boys, you know, they're old enough, I, it's easier once they're a little bit more self sufficient, you know, they don't need me there. I mean, they can make macaroni and cheese. If right, <laughs> right. They can, uh, and so it's a little bit easier. Um, but I don't know what the secret is. I, yeah. I, I, I get um, more energized when I am um, 
when I have more on my plate. I, I, I can, um, yeah, multitask a lot. And that, and that just like fires me up. And, and when, you know, okay, I finished that, I finished that, I finished that and then just keep going. (laughs) And the, I mean, the worst for me is when I don't have anything to do. Yep. You know, and that part just, you know, and the, the thought of that, the thought of what a day where I don't have like anything to do, I think it's kind of frightening. Like this my, must be part of the being a monkey for you guys. For sure. My wife the at the end of like winter break, you, you know, the kids are all home. She's all home from school. And, you know, we're not nearly as busy after the holidays because that's mm-hmm. like the end of quarter four pretty much. And so I'm home with them a lot. And she'll be like, you just need to go to work. I just get like <laughs> crabby, unhappy. My, I used to do that with Jared, but Jared would tell me to go out for a run. <laughs> you just need, because you just need something. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. I, it I, makes you feel alive when you're like jumping yeah. all. It feels alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have to. Usually, I have to use lists and things to organize my my madness. But mm-hmm. I'm still learning I how to do that. Do love a sense of madness. I think that, and knowing that, um, I think knowing that you you strive for perfection, but being okay that you're you're truly probably never going to reach perfection. I mean, because the people, especially you know, with the personalities that have to be perfect, they get they get stuck. Yes, and they miss opportunities. Yeah, because well, an analogy that someone we follow listens to or says all the time is, "I'm going to try to juggle 37 balls. I'm only going to be able to hold or keep up probably 21, but the person that's just focused on juggling one ball and is doing much it less interesting. Yeah, yeah." Right. Yeah. And it's going to get a lot, it's not going to go nearly as far as we are. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be okay dropping a few. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's right. And as long as they're the right ones to drop, it's okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe they'll bounce and you can pick them up again. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> good life I've lesson. I've never heard right that there. analogy. I like that one. <laughs> See, that's a positive spin by Cammy. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Maybe they're rubber Maybe balls. Maybe they're bouncy balls. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're supposed to be dropped. <laughs> yeah. They're meant to be dropped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. I'm going to use that. Oh, well, thank you, Cammie. Thank yeah. you, guys. Thanks this for joining us today and giving us a whole lot of context about our neighbor that <laughs> uh-huh. we knew little to a whole, not a nothing about. We just so. see you guys in a blur. Like, yeah. Whoop, 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 going in and out. Yep. So, but yeah, I appreciate it. I know you're busy, so we appreciate the time very much. Thank you. This was a lot of fun. I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you very much. And see you.